everybody, it's Miel, and I'm really excited to bring our guest to you today, one of my favorite fellow equestrians, Shauna Van Eyes. She is a mother of two, describes herself as a recovering perfectionist, a lover of animals, believes strongly in kindness, is passionate about helping others to come back home to themselves, to really integrate their vitality and love of life. She does this through use of time with her horses and time she shares with others with her horses to serve as a translator and an intuitive guided coach of equine wisdom. So I'm so excited to bring her on today. Hey guys, you're listening to the Energy of the Untamed Heart podcast, where we talk about uncaging your divinely gifted wild heart to be as free and expansive as you were born to be. My goal is to use our stories, guest interviews, and your questions to tease out what has been keeping your wild heart under wraps, caged, tied down. We'll look at how we can shine the light on our uniquely coded gifts and superpowers to navigate the challenges along our journey. We want to thrive, not just survive. I'm your host, Miel Fox, and together we will shatter the myths of our old stories to set our wild heart free. So thanks for choosing you and showing up today. Let's dive in. All righty. Well, I'm so excited today to welcome my friend Shauna Van Nuys, just like the town in California. She's an equine guided coach, and I'm going to let her explain what that means. I'm just so excited to have a fellow equestrian who's in tune with her heart, the heart of her horses, and how that relates to the energy of finding your way back home. So thanks for coming on, Sean. I appreciate you taking a few moments of your busy barn time to spend with me. And uh, I just thought I'd have a great chat, talk horses, talk emotions, talk about how they've changed your life, your journey, and how you choose to use that information to help others. So tell me how this all started for you. Well, so it it all started with meeting my heart horse, Hudson. Um, He, I've, I've always loved horses and wanted to have some type of career with horses, but I didn't know how because I'm not, I'm not a horse person, right? I'm not... A typical I didn't grow up with horses so I'm not a trainer I'm not a farrier how am I going to have a business with horses I always had a dream of doing some form of therapy with horses but I didn't own a horse I wasn't a therapist when my girlfriend had her filly she was perfect therapy horse and it sort of reignited that dream but again the the how how am i going to do this who am i to do this i don't know what to do and so i sort of dropped it and through a series of events i lost connection with the philly and hudson came into my life and he seemed very much a scared horse i i I didn't know it at the time i learned afterwards that he is a shutdown horse and I just thought oh like he seems so scared of me I don't want him to be scared of me 
and just started doing what I could to develop a relationship with him, but not push it. And over time, it got to be where I would be in his paddock picking the poo and he would come to me tentatively and be like, okay, will you scratch me? I'm standing here waiting. And just through this mutual respect, we developed this amazing relationship. And he really started me trusting my intuition, something that I had previously thought was only gifted to mothers. I only trusted my intuition when it came to my children. And then, you know, there was those select few gifted people in the world that had a really strong intuition. Um, yeah, and he just, he really taught me to lean into it and trust it. And then one thing led to another, and as the universe does, gives us little breadcrumbs, and we can choose to follow them or ignore them. And I just kept following them, all under the guise or maybe misguided information, maybe that's not even the correct word, in an effort to help him with all of these things. I started following the breadcrumbs and, oh, maybe this will help him, maybe this will help him, not really realizing that it was actually me that was being helped. It's beautiful. I'm sure many of the people who will hear this podcast may, some may be in the world of horses and some may never have been around a horse. Um, and I think it's extremely interesting and admirable that you come to it with the the statement of, oh, I wasn't a trainer, I wasn't uh, a rider, I wasn't a farrier, meaning I came into this with not a lot of preconceived knowledge of the horse, which in itself, I think, is the beauty of what you're describing. My personal take on that, having horses myself, is that when we come into their space without a preconceived idea of what something should be, it feels like the capacity to receive information, to receive and exchange conversation from an energetic standpoint is far more available. And I'm curious what your perspective on that might be. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So I, I had a, a bit of a light bulb moment when I was reading a book about helping horses release tension and yawns and all that kind of stuff. And it was everything that I was sort of holding myself back. The biggest thing holding myself back was this, I'm not, I'm not a horse person. I don't know enough. And it was all of a sudden, I just had this light bulb moment of, oh, that's actually a huge gift is that I don't know how it should be. So I don't have to unlearn all of that old programming, old ways, ways that, yeah, I think it should look, that I'm like a blank slate. And so when you don't have those preconceived 
ideas, you can go in with a curiosity and being open to possibilities. And it just is like that, that like bigger picture. You can take in so much more when you're, like I said, a, a blank slate. There's so many more ways that the horses can speak to you. And yeah, it just opens up so, so much. Cause yeah, when, when you, you kind of close off to some of the possibilities when your mind takes over and it's like, oh, well, this is, this is the way it should look. This is what I want. And it's like when, when we sort of leave things up to the universe and not control the situation, we always end up with something way better than what we ever could have dreamed of. So the big word that I hear come through as you talk is trust. I hear you say finding trust yeah. in the horse, trust in what they choose to offer, trust in what's above and beyond us to be guiding us first through these breadcrumbs of if this is where I'm meant to bring my gift forward for others, this is how universe is setting it up for me to do it. And the second piece is, and I place my trust, not just in universe or God or spirit or whatever one chooses to, to name that beyond us force, but also in these horses to lead from the purity of their heart without the fetterments, I'm going to call them, of their past, especially your horse Hudson, who you originally described as scared and shut down. So in a way, and I'd love to hear your perspective, it's almost as if what comes to you comes to you when you're ready to receive it, but also to mirror to us as the human, where do we need to look to do our inner healing? And I'm just curious if you discovered that as you worked your way through your connection with Hudson. So some, something you said in the beginning, like when you were talking about the trust and just in this last piece is like, we don't always even know, right? Like I didn't know I was on a journey for myself. I didn't know that I was asking the universe to guide me, show me my path. It just was happening. And, and so I think it's important that because a lot of people think that, um, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is I want to do. I don't know where it is I'm meant to go. And I never thought like at the beginning with Hudson, I didn't know that this is where I was being led. I, I had a dream. Yeah. One day of maybe doing some form of therapy with horses. Even if you don't know, you can still just follow the breadcrumbs and see what happens. 
even if it's not, okay, I'm going here, I'm going to follow the breadcrumbs that take me there. No, I, I think this is very, it's very pertinent because I think that is that your description of, I didn't know that it was actually part of my journey. It, It was just happening. So that to me is an enormous piece of uh, the the energy of inspired action, the energy of faith, the energy of I don't necessarily need to know the how or the why, because that's taken care of for me. And even though I can't necessarily yeah. define my quote unquote purpose, it's pretty clear that universe has the idea and the knowledge to speak to my soul, to lead me down the path, even though I may not in my human self know the path. And what I admire about your journey and what I know of you and what I've seen with your sessions that you share and offer is several things is that your capacity to be open to possibility goes a very long way with not only your human clients, but your equine partners. Uh, As we all know, those of us who are in the horse world, highly, highly, highly energetically sensitive beings, their electromagnetic field is so much more expansive than our human field. They sense and and know where we are. They can hear and sense and feel our heart rhythm from over four feet away. That in itself makes the whole communication between horse and human. I'm not, I don't want to use the word difficult. That's not the word, but it requires the capacity for us as humans to put our personal patterns and systems a little bit to the side in the time that we spend with them in order to be available to receive from them. So I I think what's really beautiful about how you work with horses is you have the capacity to set aside some of what most of us as humans use as blocks and barriers and hindrances to moving forward in our healing by not allowing ourselves to be trusting and open and spacious. So I'm curious what you see most often with your clients who come for sessions to spend time with you and Hudson. What is your most observable energetic exchange that you see between the horse and the client? Probably a lot of it is just opening up to the energetic exchange Yeah, like opening up to this new way of being with horses and a new way of communicating. And that there's way more benefits that we can get from horses that don't just have to do with riding. They don't just have to do with, can I win this competition? Can I win this race? Can we get our flying lead changes correct? Like whatever it is, can we jump a certain height, right? Oh, I I just had this amazing trail ride. But this opens people up exactly to possibilities and to understanding or somewhat seeing 
the energy because like we know we can't see energy but when you get that that feedback from the horse and the the instant feedback of the mirroring that they do for the energy and i find a lot of people are sort of the same way as i was like i wanted to help the horse didn't realize that i was helping myself and when i ask clients like what what is the message that you're getting from this horse and most often than not it's a message about the horse but it always goes back to them like i had one lady we were watching zoe being very vocal and rambunctious and calling to the mares in another field and just being out of sorts. It wasn't her normal behavior. And one lady said that she felt that there was a restlessness. I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. And so as we had the conversation about it, it actually brought to light the restlessness in her and she hadn't equated it that way before. So it's, it's like a, yeah, almost, almost like a, a different way to see the energy that we can't normally see. Yeah, I think that's very spot on. So my equine journey started as an adult. So like you, I did not have the privilege as a child to do all the things, you know, have the pony, take the lessons, do all the things. Like every teenage girl, mommy, I want a pony. Wasn't happening. Yeah. So (laughs) in my mid thirties, I finally was in a position where I could start to take lessons. I knew nothing about horses, nothing. And like you over the last 30 plus years, I have now really learned through my time just how amazingly precious that energetic exchange that has nothing to do with anything beyond spending time in another soul's energetic space. So it's not like you say, it's not about the riding or the going or the doing. I find the best for me, the best time for me to really see where am I in my being? Where am I in my own body in any given moment is by seeing the behavior or the response or the the mirroring reactivity when I go in my horse's space, whether that's chore time or anything else. And it's almost like a barometer for me. I can tell if I'm not at peace within myself then my horses are far more busy, let's say. So what I find very interesting with this, and I'm curious to hear your take on this, is I find most of my time spent with my horses is a reminder for me to get out of my mind and into my heart, to stop the monkey mind and the busyness and the 10,000 things that need to get done because they can't, be. They can't be at peace in that kind of a space. That's almost contrary to how they exist. And in order for us to have a better outcome to our time together, I need to lean into my heart space and I need to lean into being versus doing 
for me, my biggest experience and learning curve over the last three decades with horses is learning how to be versus do. And I'm just curious if you feel that or if you've seen that with your clients. Yeah, that is, well, actually it was one of the very first lessons even that I myself learned when I started this work with the horses. I was at a private retreat up with the herd at Epona Rise in Kamloops. The biggest lesson was rest and just being without the doing. And that literally, there's a blog post about it on my website, and it's the hour that changed my life and the ripple effect that it had and that and it it all came down to basically that learning to just be to be in my heart rather than in my mind because even if i was sitting and relaxing and having downtime if my mind is constantly going that's that's like like we're leaking energy when we spend all of this time in the monkey mind or you know, the hamster's just running on the wheel. You think of the amount of energy that that expends and horses can't afford to expend that energy. Like their energy is precious. They need to save it for, you know, when there's a cougar or whatever. And yet learning to come into the heart. And like you mentioned about their, their energetic field is so much larger than ours and it all stems from their heart they live in that space in your heart and i feel like the the space in our heart is our that's where our power is and that's where we can just be the space in our mind is where we do what i hear you saying is in this journey that you've been on one of your most pivotal moments for you was that hour that you spent where you really learned the rest and the being versus the doing. If you had to see or observe what goes on when you offer a session to your clients, would you say that that is probably up as one of the biggest ahas that you observe or would you say there's other pieces that you see with folks when they come to spend time with you? Um, yeah, that's probably one of the biggest things. And just as you were saying that, it was like that need to get it right. Right? Like when when they're watching the horse and, and a lot of times they're looking at the horse and what the horse is doing and it's very hard for us to look at something else and see the mirror within ourselves which is part of my job is helping show that mirror a lot of times it's like they're focused on what the horse is doing not how the horse is being which is a mirror to like we said, most humans and what we are doing versus how we are being. 
you can almost sort of see the light bulb go off when you start showing the mirrors and how it brings it back around to them. And then they start getting, rather than getting the, the messages about what the horse is doing, then they start being able to hear more of their intuition. And even though they may not know that that's what it is that is speaking to them, they start getting more messages about themselves, much like my journey with Hudson, how it was all about him and doing for him. And at some point it pivots and starts to point back to me. Right. And it's the same thing with them. It starts to point back. Do you feel like when, when that shift occurs, we go into it thinking we're doing it for them. And then ultimately the reality is we are doing it for ourselves. I, I will absolutely confess the barn is my refuge. The field is my nirvana. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. the world becomes chaotic, that first place that I go is to seek the solace and the peace that comes from being with the herd. Because I find they're not trapped in our human imposed chaos or human imposed anxiety or human imposed choices their existence in their world is to seek relief from any kind of pressure energetic pressure physical pressure however that may show up for them and to be in a state of peace so for me when i feel that i'm not in that space for myself it is almost like a it's almost like a physical meditation for me to go to that space. And what I feel yeah. immediately is a shift in my nervous system. I feel a shift from I'm in my head, I'm thinking, I'm planning, I'm working through problems. I've got, you know, frustration, anger, anxiety from the day, whatever the thing may be. And when I am around those the horses, in order for me to not create a fuss in the herd, I have to let that go. I have to get quiet. I have to go from uh, busy, busy survival mode, angst to calm, quiet, more harmonic, breathing more deeply, shifting into a better place in my nervous system. Do you see that when you have a group come to spend time with the horses? Do you see a shift in them or do you as a conduit of guidance, because as an equine guided coach, you're not doing the therapy. You're serving as the conduit to translate. You're like the translator. Do you see that shift for people? I do. Yeah. Um, and it, you brought up a good point is that again, there's that, not knowing and i feel like there's a real theme here and it's it's probably a huge message for me because i am a recovering perfectionist and you know want to always know the things but a lot of people don't know that that's actually what's happening they don't know that it's their nervous system coming into regulation they just 
know that they feel better. Their mind feels quieter. They feel more peaceful. They feel rested. A lot of people say, I could just stay here all day, right? Which I I get it. I could stay at the barn all day. (laughs) But yeah, I think it's, we're, we're so used to not knowing or not like, like we aren't really taught about our, our nervous system. And like, yes, we, we feel the anxiety and, and we know, oh, okay, fight or flight. But do we consciously like, oh, okay, I'm feeling anxious. Oh, it's my nervous system. It, I'm in fight or flight. How do I get into rest repose? Like we don't, it's just, ah, I feel in this way. I don't like it. How do I feel better? We, right. Yeah. So I, I think it's, I think this is a great conversation that can spark awareness in people about, oh, yeah, like I've heard about this nervous system, but what really does does it mean? I agree. So, right? of and course, you know, the sciencey part of me, the geeky sciencey part of me wants to know all the things like, oh, if you're in this part of your nervous system, you know, what does that mean? And what biochemical events are going on in your body? But I'm going to say at the end of the day, that doesn't make a hill of beans because the real end result, whether it's ourselves or, you know, for your clients is exactly what you said. They feel better. So you're providing healing of the heart, healing of the soul, they don't necessarily need to know that this is what's going on biochemically in their body. I think it's great that you're able to bring that forward. And my analogy that I think about is I'm in oral health care for decades. And even though I spent many years learning all the fancy terms for all the things that I need to describe to my clients, the truth is when I do, I pare it down to, well, it's kind of like this. And I just give them an everyday (laughs) example, something that they can grasp and integrate and understand. And at the end of the day, it really isn't about the words. It isn't about the terminology. It's exactly what you're describing. It's about the feeling. It's about, did you end your time here with me and these horses in a better place than when we started? And and I think the beauty of what you bring to people is you and I and that small percentage of the world that have the grace and the blessing of having time with horses, I think one of the ways that we can give back, and I think you do this so beautifully in all of your offerings, is you give an opportunity to other folks who may never have the chance to spend time in an energetic environment and capacity that's offered to us through our equine companions. And I think that is an enormous light that you shine on the world. And your gift to bring that forward for people is just phenomenal. It it is so desperately needed. People need to feel at peace. They need to find a place of serenity outside of their day-to-day ongoing craziness, whether we 
choose it or don't. Um, and I think that time that you offer people to heal themselves and to find their way to their heart by spending time with a horse's heart is just, I, I just can't even begin to say how very blessed and fortunate your clients are to take the time with you. Yeah. Thank it's you. really spectacular. It, yeah. One thing I love about it is I, I feel like as humans, we, we tend to need reference points. And so when you're in this space with the horse, you can through like either a picture or just the memory of it, it, it acts like an anchor and anchors in like that reference point of, oh yeah, this is how it felt. And the great thing that I find with our, with our human minds is the imagination, right? And when you have that reference point and that memory of that experience, you can choose to close your eyes and go back to that memory and your body thinks it's back there. Cause again, like our mind doesn't know whether it's real or imagined and so whether it's that time with the horses or at your favorite cabin on the lake or your favorite spot in the forest, it, I, I think it's important for people to know that you can just close your eyes and imagine yourself in that place and how you felt will start to, like, you'll start to feel that again in your body. I think that's a, a, a brilliant way to kind of wrap the essence of what you do here for folks. Um, you know, what I hear you describing is literally the reprogramming of our neural pathways. You take a memory and it brings you back to a feeling, a thought and a feeling, and your body and your cells have memorized that energetic emotion and the capacity to return to that place is within all of us. I think, you know, I know that you describe yourself as an equine guided coach, but what I really hear as we're talking is that, yes, you are, but you're also an, I, I guess the best phrase I have for it is an equine facilitated awareness agent. I mean, what a nice, you know, I'm like, oh, you know, that's a nice little fancy term now, isn't it? But if you think about it, I'm like, wow, Shauna, she's like the Bob Diggity man, because she's not fixing people, you know, she's not band-aiding no. stuff. She's serving as an agent of awareness and translating that for her clients through the assistance of her equines. And that is such a beautiful gift to bring to the world. So tell me, where can people find you? Where can they follow you? How can they get a hold of you if they want more information or if they're in your area to see you physically or set up a remote session, which I understand is available? Tell us yeah. all the things. On my website, uh, com. you can find out you can read my blog you can find out about events find out more about the 
equine guided coaching, also known as horse wisdom or horse medicine. And then I'm most active on Facebook. If you just search Shauna Van Eyes, my page will come up that is EFT tapping and equine guided coaching. I'm also on Instagram at Shauna Van Eyes. And I just, I wanted to quickly mention that because we've been talking about being and doing. And so these are some of the things that I do and that I offer, but there's so much more and I'm constantly learning and evolving and adding new tools. There was just something in there that wanted to come out about it's not what we do, but it's who we be. Helping others come home to themselves. And so whatever way that looks, whether that's through the horses or through some other modality, it's not one size fits all. And the, the best way we can be who we be is by coming home to ourselves. Beautiful. I agree. hundred percent. So with that, I'm going to spell out your name and I'm also going to put your links in our show notes so that there's no doubt about how folks can find you. And it's Shauna, S-H-A-W-N-A, Van Nuys, V-A-N, capital N-U-Y-S. Look her up, folks, because so much talent, such a gift, such a light, so, so needed in this world to bring people together and to really teach us the value of being and not doing. So I thank you so much, Shauna, for your time. It's really been a treat. Thank you. I've I've loved chatting with you as always. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll get all this up on the podcast site and folks can tune in and listen and subscribe. And if they love it, tell all their horse friends about it, Uh, you know, tag somebody in it spread the word because it's so desperately needed in today's world. Yeah. Thank you so much. Whoo, that was great. I want to thank you all for showing up, for showing up for yourself today and coming to the podcast. There's an innate reason you chose to come and listen. Your heart is craving expansion. I'm glad you're on this wild ride with me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's review some of the key points and nuggets of wisdom to take away from our time together. I love speaking with Shauna. She's just a joy. So here they are. One, follow the breadcrumbs. Two, you don't need to know the why, the how, or the when. Have trust and faith. Three, trust your intuition. Four, come with an open mind of curiosity and open for possibilities. Let go of the control. Next, show up with a child's mind. Energy inspired action is faith. It's about the being and not the doing. And the things that you recall, remember, as the good feels, those are your anchors. Anchors that you can tap into anytime you want or choose. It's really about coming home to ourselves. It's in the being, not in the doing. And there you have it. Feel free to follow me on Facebook or Instagram. Tag a friend to follow along here for the weekly podcast. I'd love to hear from you and answer any of your questions, learn what you want to hear about. Feel free to reach out by DM or email. I'm hoping to bring on an equestrian-related topic for one episode per month, 
and the other weeks of the month will either be solo or other guest interviews. I look forward to bringing you more energy of the untamed heart. <laughs>